0: film podcast, a show dedicated to celebrating the ongoing mystery and dream that is cinema and tracing film history through the decades via the films that have meant the most to me. My name is Jonty Cornford and I'm a writer, editor, composer, music producer and a lover of films. On this week's episode of the show, I'm joined by two guests to talk about a film that I hadn't seen for a long time before re-watching it for this podcast. This week's guests are Wilson Drayton and Marty Cornford, my younger brother. And as per Marty's request, we're going to be talking about Tim Burton's 1989 superhero trailblazer, Batman. Enjoy the episode.
1: veil
0: vale. Hi, Bruce Wayne. And what do you do for a living?
1: I'd like you to handle this operation personally.
2: Me? Nice outfit. Hold on a second. I can't make it then either. I've got a very important meeting today. Don't kill me! Don't kill me! Don't kill me, man! What are you Lieutenant, is there a six-foot bat in Gotham City? (laughs) Alfred, let's go shopping. Jack
1: is dead, my friend. You can call me Joker.
2: I feel a little drunk.
0: (laughs) And you're not anything. Hey,
2: one drink and I'm flying. Terrorises Wait till they get a load of me
1: (laughs) This is an episode of the Blue Rose Film Podcast Today we'll be talking about Batman and Pong Man (laughs) (laughs) Today we'll be talking about Pong Man Returns
0: Pong Man Returns And (laughs) what is the correct (laughs) amount of water to be drinking (laughs) Before and after a night out <laughs>
1: I did not drink enough water and I had too much to drink last night
2: Ooh, I could see My bad ref- I could see my reflection in my whiz <laughs>
0: <laughs> That isn't good Hot tip, if your piss looks like Barocca yeah. You're not drinking enough water When
1: well, we started recording? Yeah Oh shit, my bad <laughs> oh, Whoops
0: way, I- Welcome to the Blue Rose film podcast <laughs> This is me trying to come in straight after five minutes of ASMR for people, (laughs) depending on whether or not I've kept that in. Boys. Hello. Welcome to the podcast, boys. Boys. Uh, I've got two guests with me today. We've got uh, my brother, Marty. Hello. Uh, Apologies if telling our voices apart is difficult, but you know. Sucks to suck, I guess. Sucks to suck, I guess. Uh, And our good friend, Wilson. How are you, Wilson? I'm spectacular. Spectacular. Hello, I'm Wilson. Love to hear it. (laughs) Hello, Wilson. Hi, Marty. So we're here today to talk about uh, Batman. 1989, Tim Burton, Michael Keaton. This was your choice, Marty. It was. So tell me, why did you want to talk about Batman? What is it about this movie that you wanted to talk about?
2: Um, so I, for anyone that knows me, Batman is kind of like a thing that I like a lot. Um, you know, I have a lot of Batman merch, I have a Batman tattoo, I just kind of love Batman. I think the kind of main thing that got me about this movie, it was the first thing that made me fall in love with Batman, was, you know, just a little bit of real talk. I've always struggled with courage and bravery, and I just remember seeing this guy, who's just a guy, just being like, I need to do good for people, he doesn't have so far he just works really hard and I remember being like huh I can be brave too love it
0: so what I thought we'd do is go around the table first um and if you remember the first time you saw this movie tell me about what that was like did you like it did you not like it how old were you who'd you watch it with and then what's it like revisiting it so just before we turn on the microphone we're actually watching bits of it together (laughs) um Mm. So Wilson, <laughs> what
1: was? What was the, do you remember the first time you saw this movie? Um, uh, probably, I don't know. I've seen like twelve times. <laughs> yeah, right. <okay. laughs> uh, I think it was like when I was like five, and I probably shouldn't have watched it. <laughs> I just found a Batman VHS. <clears throat> After watching, I think I was like watched the animated series on TV, and I was like, "Damn, Batman's pretty cool." <laughs> and I think I just like popped in a VHS of. <laughs> and then watched it when I don't know When I wasn't supposed to And it was lit So a VHS is this <laughs> thing that, um, uh,
0: It was like this physical thing That you used to like Keep in a case at your house And you'd like put it into a device And, and you had would, to
2: rewind it
0: and, Yeah and you have to re- And if you, put in, if you put in a tape And the last person hadn't rewound it You'd get mad at them um, mm.
1: What
0: about you Marty?
2: Do you remember the first time you saw this movie? I remember it quite distinctly I was in year 9, I believe, and it was a Friday afternoon, and I was eating a spicy pizza because I remember I was kind of battling with the spice of it <laughs> as a young little boy. And just from like the first scene, which I think we'll probably talk about a bit later, but just like it starts off with that like par- with like a different family where parents are getting potentially getting mugged, and it's just that beautiful parallel between the Waynes and the fact that like Batman stops these parents from getting killed in front of their kid. Um, I just remember being like, oh yeah, that's a pretty sick way of telling that story. And then just Michael Keaton just kind of, he really got it for me because I want to get nuts. (laughs) (laughs) That scene is, it's so, it's yeah. I just, there were just so many bits that I was like, this is great. I just remember because like a mum like walked in and was like, "I don't like this," and I was like, "That usually means I like it." <laughs> yeah, that's usually a good sign. Yeah.
0: Uh, How do you feel about this movie now, revisiting it, Wilson? I think it's so funny.
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I like it, but it's just it's goofy. It and is I, pretty. I, goofy. I love that about it.
0: We'll get into some of the goofiness of it.
1: I don't know if it's like my favorite Batman ever, like it is for some people, but it's just fun. We'll it's do,
0: like, real, a it's Batman goofy. ranking later on. It's just real goofy. Yeah. yeah. What about you, revisiting it?
2: Yeah, I think, like, it's interesting because it, like, doesn't have the kind of... It's not as campy and weird as Batman Returns, but I think it's still got that charm, and I love the Gotham. It's just so, like, emo and, yeah. like, yeah, really Burton. Um, And, yeah, I, I still really like it, like... There were bits I laughed out loud too that are probably that are probably not supposed to yeah, make you yeah. laugh, but like some of the, like their performances are so good. And I was talking before like there's a scene in Vicky Vale's apartment that is just like like you got like it's nuts like Kim Bazinga and um and like <laughs> Bazinga Bazinga. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but that's what like we're Bazinga going with. Maybe? I think it's Bazinga with her and obviously Jack Nicholson and Michael Keaton. Just like some of the most beautifully written like dialogue and Batman stuff ever. Um, But then also there's like you know (laughs) "Mm, you never rub another man's rhubarb and like and like I'm of a mind that makes a moogie. There's just some stuff that just makes no sense but I think I still really like it.
0: Yeah. I think like the first time I saw it I don't actually remember exactly when it was but I'm pretty sure it would have been after I'd seen the Nolan trilogy. So I remember (laughs) watching The Dark Knight for the first time at a sleepover with mates and loving it. And then going back and watching <laughs> Begins. Because I saw The Dark Knight first. I think I and too. liked Batman Begins even more. And then The Dark Knight Rises came out in theatres like that month. Mm. So I went and saw the, the Dark Knight Rises like three times in the cinemas. And just blew my head off as a I think it was 2012. So I would have been like 13 or 14. Mm. <clears throat> um, and I don't think I got to this one until... It might have even been... I mean, I remember watching the animated series. Um, you may remember this, Marty. Um, our grandparents used yeah. to have a cinema room. Yeah. And every once in a while in the summer, we'd go for, like, solo holidays with our grandparents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember one solo holiday, it was raining a lot, um, but I had rented, or mum and dad had rented, the animated series on DVD mm-hmm. from the video store, and I brought that with me. And I remember just watching Batman, the animated series, like, all weekend nice um and so yeah i think i just it was like pretty low down on my like i didn't hate it but it wasn't Mm. didn't blow my mind and watching it again like i watched it this morning um it's way cooler than i remember it being it's like super we'll get into this a bit more but it's like it it, it's very like old cinema vibes Mm. there's all these like cool matte paintings and, and the gothic architecture of the city is like metropolis oh, yeah. vibes and all, yeah. all there's all this cool stuff in there that i just have no memory of um there there there, there, there are things that i'm <laughs> not into as well but, <laughs> but um o- overall right. um i think the thing that stood out to me and i think now that i'm uh and we can get into this this will be the first thing we can talk about but um uh jack nicholson <sighs> i remember him being like so goofy And so over the top, which he is, but I'd forgotten that there's like half an hour before he turns into the Joker. Mm. And it's like amazing. He is unbelievable. And there's, I I wish I could remember who who I heard this from, but there's this phrase where like, when you think of classic cinema, like character actors, where it's like Nicholson or you know, your Jimmy Stewart's or your Cary Grant's or your um, Audrey Hepburn's or all like the classic people. There's a phrase that I've heard that like when they're on screen, the screen resonates. Mm-hmm. And when I watched Jack Nicholson in, and mean, the first episode of the show was about The Shining, which is like just the Jack Nicholson show. Yeah. I got the same vibes. I was like, holy crap, this dude is like, it's not that he's a good actor necessarily. I'm not saying that he isn't a good actor. He's a great actor, but it's that's not why he's good to watch. He's just like this amazing personality. And yeah. For whatever reason, whether it's the shape of his face or the way he delivers lines, but, like, on screen, it's just like, holy crap, this dude yeah, is 100%. next level. Um, and then he turns into the Joker and puts the white paint on, and
2: it's like, eh. Yeah, I just love how yeah. he his skin is white, so he paints on his yeah, skin, skin tone.
0: <laughs> I did notice, and there's a, there's a scene where, like, the, the skin tone gets wiped off from his forehead. And there's white. <laughs> but it's just his normal skin tone with white paint put yeah. on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thought that was pretty funny. Um, so, Marty, you're the... Of the three of us, you're probably the Batman expert.
1: Why don't you that? lead the
0: way? It? All what, right. What do you want us to um, mull over? Hit us with some Batman wisdom.
2: Um, Like, I watched this last night again, and I was taking some notes. And I think the thing that really stands out to me is Bruce Wayne in this. I think he's a Bruce Wayne that I look at, and I go yeah, you dress up as a bat at night and beat up bad guys. Yeah, he's a real weirdo. Like, probably more so than any other Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Mm. And I think the scene I mentioned before in Vicky Vale's apartment, he's having a conversation with Vicky Vale where, spoilers, he's trying to tell her that he's Batman. <gasps> mm. And he, like, he just can't do it. He just can't get the words out. He, like, mouths it after yeah. she leaves. Yeah. And it's just, and he tries to tell her so many times. And it's just, like like, Bruce Wayne just can't communicate with people. Mm. and I think it's just like his communication his like outlet is he has to f- and it's obviously the classic thing like Bruce Wayne is the mask but I think this this movie does it best mm. um,
1: I can't remember if it's in Batman Returns or this one I'm, I can't it's Christopher Walken in this one? he's in the second one yeah that's, well it's in the second one then he's just re- he's like he cannot have a conversation with Christopher Walken and he's just mm. so awkward and it's yeah. just weird mm. and funny and it, it, yeah, I agree. It's, yeah. it's really well in the
0: done. The sitting they're like sitting at opposite ends of the table. Yeah, and it's a it's like the most basic mm. trick in the book, just like placing two characters at either side of the frame when they can't communicate with each other. But it's so awkward. Mm. Yeah, like they, they're just like at opposite ends of this table trying <laughs> yeah. to have a conversation, and he just doesn't know how to engage with her. Yeah.
2: It. And it's like the only like like we get like Ben Affleck is this like suave ladies man, mm. and like Christian Bale's kind of similar. Like, Pattinson's a hermit. <laughs> he's a crab. He's a little crab. <laughs> and then, like, Kevin Conroy is kind of a mix of all of them. The goat. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, like Michael Keaton is just this, like... Just weird. He's just weird. And it's... <laughs> I reckon it's just so good. And, like, like, Michael Keaton is, like... I don't think he gets the praise he needs to for a lot of his work, but he is phenomenal in these two movies.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. Th- there's that element of like the awkwardness that because when I think of Batman, I think of Christian Bale because that's well, that when he like first. walks
2: in t- to the restaurant with like with like a girl on each side. Yeah, and he's, but he's like, he's yeah. more
0: of like an action hero than anything else. Yeah, absolutely. And because he's ripped as well. Yeah, um, and oh, yeah. he's way more mobile than Keaton because Keaton can't turn his head. You in can't, well. <laughs> which means that the fight scenes in this are very like they to me they feel like comic book panels, where mm-hmm. it's like a series of stills which they're not but it has that kind of vibe because it's way less kinetic and way less he's he can't move his head he he's very restricted and so it's much more um Mm. feels much more like that um but the when when i like christian bale he's an action hero like yeah you think of those action sequences he's just kicking ass and it's the same with um pattinson
2: and ben affleck as well and ben affleck yeah we didn't even talk about him um I think the thing about the fighting that I found really interesting. So, like, the first fight scene we get, like, with those two thugs. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> just try and pull that again just a bit louder. <laughs> this is all staying in, by the way. I really hope that Pepsi's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> um, he He, like... My bad. (laughs) He, like, plays dead kind of thing, and then he comes Mm. back up. And it's very that, like, raw fight. Like, it kind of reminds me of someone like Anakin. He's, like, not as skilled or whatever, but he's just got this, like... He just, like, knows, like, when to punch. He knows when to do something. I know I'm going to piss off a bunch of Star Wars fans. But, like, Mm. he like, yeah, he just is so smart with what he's got. Like... He fights the way he needs to fight. He, like, falls on the ground a bit and then, like, someone will come over him and then he'll use that. Like, he's not that, like... like
0: He's not training martial arts
2: yeah, like Christian he's, Bale. Yeah, he's not in, like, like the League of Shadows like Christian Bale is. Yeah. He's just, like... N- he knows he's a guy who had... His gadgets are so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and he, like... Like, he uses what yeah. he's got so well.
0: Well, there was a, there was a moment that I had no memory of that I thought was really cool. Because I remember, obviously, like, in that, that scene that you talked about where he saves the family from getting mugged,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, I always thought that the first time you see uh, Batman is when he, like, swoops down with the cape up. And there's the yeah. there's the goofy bit before where it's, like, the long shot with the matte painting and the shadow, and mm-hmm. which looks hand-drawn, probably because it is. Um, but then you actually see him enter the frame where the two thugs are, like, arguing about the money. Mm. Um, and there's, like, in the background... It's not even in focus. It's out of focus. In the background, there's this um, gap in, like, the machinery or the industrial piping or whatever in the background mm. with smoke or steam that's lit. And you see the Batman just drop down. Just right. In the background, there's no musical sting. It doesn't, mm. like, do this, like, crash zoom on him or anything. It just happens in the background. Um, and then you get the bit where he drops down in front of them and holds the cape up like and does the whole thing. Um, I had no memory of that other thing but like that strikes me as a really subtle and interesting way of depicting Batman as being like, he creeps around the shadows. It reminded me actually of in the 2022 Pattinson Mm -hmm. Batman where there's that whole sequence at the beginning of thugs looking around the corner looking into shadows Mm -hmm. where he isn't actually there. And then eventually you hear his footsteps and he steps out of the the shadow. Um, It reminded me of that. And then, like two seconds later, he just like in close up jumps in front of the camera and goes, "I'm Batman." Yeah. And he's like, okay. When he's like, thanks, <laughs> "Thanks, man." Yeah.
2: Tell all your friends about me. Yeah. Who are you? I'm Batman. Yeah. I still get goosebumps when I watch that scene, and like, it's so silly. Yeah. But there's just. Something but I think about this
0: it. one le- like it lends itself to the silliness a bit more than some of the other ones, because it is so stylized. It's super. Mm. Um, like I said, it feels like classic cinema. Yeah. Because it has old matte paintings that look like matte paintings. They're not yeah. even particularly well integrated into the those big establishing shots of mm-hmm. Gotham. You've got the street. And then there's like very clearly it transitions into a matte painting of these big tall buildings. Big buildings yeah. But also even just like the sets are all mm. super like gothic architecture. Yeah.
2: All the gargoyles. Or like yeah.
0: really, really strong
2: very contrast button. and shadow.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, uh, I think I said before it feels like Metropolis. The yeah. Fritz Lang style movie. Which is a a lot of people find that movie boring i think it's awesome but i think that when 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 people make fun of this movie for being super silly i think that criticism does stick with some of the later ones which we get to later as well but it to me it just feels super stylized from the get-go so when he Mm -hmm. when he when he starts doing goofy batman stuff it makes sense because we're not in we're not in gritty wherever christopher nolan shot Gotham—it just yeah. feels like that city that he like shot it. LA in.
1: Or it is. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I'd
0: have to look it up, but yeah. it just feels like it a real just city. Looks like New but that's York. what they're going for. Whereas yeah. this yeah. is very much not that. It's no. super style. It feels like the animated series more than anything. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. I, I think yeah. that's. I'm pretty sure the, the animated, animated series, series was
1: very much influenced by it.
2: I think it started as a faux sequel. Yeah, right. yeah. Please yeah. Don't come at me if that's yeah. wrong. <laughs> Who knows? Or like a spiritual successor type thing. Yeah, And I
1: think the animated series works very well with that. Oh, it's beautiful. I love the animated mm. series. So good. I
0: was. Struck by, as well, and probably this was, like, something that Burton might have wanted to do more of, and then when it was a success, the studios let him do it more in Returns, because there's way more of this in Returns. There's just this really weird, like, crass seediness to it. Like, in the first five seconds, a child gets Uh, like, bumps into a prostitute. Yeah. I don't know if you remember this. And there's just these little moments where, like, the real gross seediness of Gotham is present. Um, But then when you get to Returns, obviously, with DeVito as the Penguin, (laughs) it just gets (laughs) to, like, goes to a whole other level. (laughs) Just
1: gross. But I'd
0: I'd, I'd totally forgotten how, like, just yuck the whole thing is. Yeah.
2: And, like, this is going to sound weird, but there's something so beautiful about that. Like, that, like, Batman brings hope. in. Like, And I think a lot of that, trying to show I guess the like and like obviously you know like for a lot of people they're meeting Batman in this thing like it's like the police don't believe he's real and all that kind of stuff um and it's like like this Gotham is like it's shit it's grim Mm. like there's crime before all the like you know the rogues gallery doesn't really exist yet um but there's just crime and there's sex workers on the street bumping into children like
1: like uh, it reminds me a lot of I think the Batman twenty like the one of this year twenty twenty two. I think it was influenced a lot by this one because mm. that semi is just disgusting and it's always raining. And like, yeah. why would you want to live in either of those yeah. two Gotham's? Like, I don't understand why a single human would want to live in a crime infested, mm. just gross city. Yeah, they both have very much
0: and like the. Um, this this film hadn't um, hadn't come out. By the time 89 Batman came out, but very much I think the new Pattinson Batman feels yeah. like, um, sort of I don't, I don't mean watered down in a negative way, but a watered down version of what the city in 7 yeah. feels like. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Seven, 7 was 95, so not long after this mm. this movie. But, um, yeah, it's very, it's got that, like, just... Grimy. It like, literally just feels like hell on earth. It's, yeah. it's yeah. awful. Just Everything disgusting. about it is just disgusting.
2: And like... There are like Crime There's like A thousand crime bosses yeah. yeah There's like Like Jim Gordon Oh then Then there's people like There's the What's his name Like Eckhart The um The cop Just mm. super corrupt cops Like That's just like All cops Am I right Whoa That's staying in That's staying in <laughs> Throwing you under that bus
0: I'm happy Whoa. to defend that We'll do, we'll start another political podcast. (laughs) Just talk about defunding the police and shit like that. Yep. So um, I wanted to bring up, uh, let's talk more about the Joker because there's when when he like, so we can talk about the scene where he becomes the Joker, but what I I wanted to ask if you guys noticed when he comes back to his boss's like uh, boardroom or whatever and he's in shadow and then he eventually Mm. shoots his boss. I don't know if you noticed this, but I picked up on it almost immediately watching it this morning. The score mm. might as well be they just took the score from The Shining. It's so, so clearly evoking The Shining. And mm. I think this is within the same decade that The Shining came out. So the Shine- Jack Nicholson in The Shining is like very much present within the popular memory mm. of him as a screen actor. And when he walks in and he's in The Shadow the timpani starts and in The Shining mm. the timpani starts like retuning mm. up and then you've got like the weird jangly noises and everything yeah. and he's just in the shadows and he's talking and he's very much like as he becomes the Joker he becomes much more performative Yeah. but in that moment he's still very much like just a guy that's bonkers and he's out for revenge and has every intention of just walking into this room and killing this guy yeah. like, with, in, a, in a way less like I'm the Joker and I'm gonna perform in front of everyone and yeah. do this big thing um I don't know if you guys noticed that, but I noticed that immediately. I was yeah. like, damn, this is like very clearly referencing The Shining.
2: Mm. I have not noticed Which that. Is pretty no. cool. I think the cool thing about the Joker in this is like when he's still Jack Napier, there's this bit when he's with the girl and they're in front of a mirror and she comes up to him and he's like, and she tells him that he looks fine and he just looks at her and says, I didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah, yeah. just like the moments like that from the start that like this man is evil. Yeah, he's yeah. not good. Like, nice,
1: Um, I think it is cool as well Like the difference In character they have Of Jack Napier And the Joker Mm. Like I think there's like a clear I think that's what you were saying As well earlier There's Mm. like a very clear Separation between the two Mm. Like one is Just a sadistic murderer And the other is A crazy clown That also is a sadistic murderer (laughs) So it's just a And I think Jack Nicholson Plays that really well Like just the separation Mm. Of these two crazy men
2: Like the the scene dancing around the museum, I find that terrifying because he's just, like, vandalizing a bunch of art, just, like, dancing along with this music with a bunch of goons. And he's just, there's, like, there's just no remorse, no anything in, like, I don't know, there's just something that's so terrifying about the, like, blatant, like, disregard mm. for, like, all things beautiful. Like, I don't know if that's what Burns going for in that, but it's kind of this, this, like... I don't care about any of this. Yeah, no, it, re- it
0: reminds me of like the way you were talking about it. There, it reminds me of how I feel about like there are lots of shitty slasher movies, but like a good slasher movie, like when you think about Jason Voorhees in Friday the 13th or Michael Myers in Halloween, there's just no, like you get the sense that there's not even a sense of what they're doing is evil. Mm. It's just in their nature to do yeah. bad stuff. Mm. And that's, that's more scary than someone who's choosing to do evil because at the very least you can empathize with the choice to do that mm. but where, whether it's the Joker in this movie or Michael Myers is probably the great example where yeah. you're just like I can't even begin to empathize with what goes on behind the mask or behind the makeup because it's just like I and, and that that is more scary to me because you you can't humanize them mm. Mm. and that yeah just can be really unsettling and I think that's probably yeah something of what's going on there with that
2: scene because like there are like there are like other versions of the Joker where you have moments like like Joaquin Phoenix's joke, like there are moments when you're like, I kind of know why he did that. Mm. I'm obviously not empathizing with, with him. I no, think with boy, that though, but you, like, you
1: empathize with him the first half of the movie, yeah. the first three quarters, or whatever. And the most, he kills Robert De Niro. Yeah. It's just like the craziest, like, yeah. oh yeah, no, he's a, he's a bad dude. Do yeah. you guys
0: hear Quentin Tarantino talking about Joker? No, I haven't. So he, he makes a really great point that, I don't think Joker gets enough credit for doing this. Um, Because you're right. Like, the movie is asking us to empathize with Arthur Fleck. Is that his name? Yeah. Through the whole thing. To the point where once he does something objectively terrible, he shoots someone live on television... Even and it, and it primes us to to for us to feel bad for him even after he does something like he shoots those dudes on the
1: train. Yeah, I was just remembering mm. about that. Like, you, even after that point, you still the movie still. Is, I think it's successful, and you empathizing with him mm. just mainly because it's kind of not forced, but like there's all this like, you know, it's
0: but it, more than making you empathize with him, lots of audience members and I was the same. As soon as he stepped onto that set with Robert De Niro, the audience starts going, shoot that guy. Mm. Like, do it. Take the gun out. Like, he deserves it. Which now, what the movie's doing is making you think like a fucking psychopath. Yeah. Which, that is wild that the movie achieves that. Mm, And that is, like, Tarantino talks about it. He he just says that it's, like, the subversion of the audience at a level that a lot of people didn't even realise at the Mm. time.
2: But John and Peele does it in like in like get out at the end when like yeah. the police car comes yeah, yes yeah, yeah. exactly like, it's that same kind of thing exactly. where it just makes you go shit like yeah, yeah. I'm a bad person well that obviously that's it's, what the film's it's, trying it's to do it's kind
1: of like it's the idea of like it's kind of a meta thing of like glorifying violence Mm. but it's but it's done in a way where it like tricks the audience into loving the violence and then going and then having like a snap moment where like oh my god no that's actually like the worst thing ever yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that shouldn't I shouldn't be enjoying watching this yeah
0: yeah which spoilers I don't know which order these are coming out in but Wilson and I are going to talk about Videodrome
1: yeah which is which
0: is about, about the effects of violence yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that as well um, while you I'll ask you to maybe throw us another Sure. I mean, I'm in a sec for us to have a chat about but I thought I'd um, I don't know if you guys knew that Robin Williams almost played the Joker in this movie
2: I did know that I did not um, know there's, that there's, there's, there's
0: an interesting story about why he almost did and then Robin Williams didn't do anything with Warner Brothers for a while because he felt like he was being used as bait to get Jack Nicholson in and blah 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 blah. but it's just interesting to think about um, so this movie came out in the same year as Dead Poets Society with very Robin good. Williams
1: wow. which we
0: might talk about towards the end of this episode um but yeah I would love to it's, it's just kind of one of those weird thought experiments when you're yeah. like well what would this movie look like yeah. with, with Robin Williams honestly I Joker. think it
2: would be pretty pretty similar he then also very almost played the Riddler in Batman yes. Forever oh, yes really? yeah.
0: and part of why he didn't was as far as I could tell when doing a bit of research was because of how he felt like he was being used as a chess piece yeah. to get Jack Nicholson mm. in this movie so he just had no interest in playing that game anymore um what else have you got for us, Marty? Are there any other yeah. things that you want to chat about?
2: Um, I think there's it's just a lot that happens with the Joker that just kind of make me go, Yeah, this guy is a a thing. <laughs> like, there's a bit when he's watching the T V with um Bob who was just Jack Nicholson's mate, who Jack Nicholson was like, I'm not doing this movie if this guy isn't in it, (laughs) which is really funny. And they're like watching the TV. Oh no, maybe it's with the girl. I can't remember. But they're watching the TV and he has set up a gun with a punching glove that is perfectly at the TV and then he shoots it and then he goes, this town needs an enema. (laughs) (laughs)
0: i remember this and i remember being like that that was one of those things where i was talking before about this there's just like these weird moments of kind of weird sexual grossness going on um and yeah i was like where that just came out of nowhere this like Mm. crass reference to an enema
2: and there's the same thing like we were just like watching the end then when they're up at the top of the clock tower and like vicky vale and jack because obviously Jack Nicholson just wants to get with Vicky Vale is kind of the thing. And he's, like, like you know, doing the dance, and then he's, like, kissing her neck, and then she sees that, like, Batman's there. So, like, she kind of plays along. And there's just a shot on Jack Nicholson's face yeah. as Vicky Vale kind of goes below shot, and it's like, what? Yuck. What yuck. Yucky. Um, Weird vibes. And, like, yeah, just his whole dancing thing was kind of like that thing I was saying before, just the, like... So just doesn't care. Yeah. And like when Bruce at the end, like looks at him and asks him if he if he ever danced with the devil if he ever danced with the devil in the cold moonlight, because that's what that's Jack what... says to him before he shoots his parents. Yes. That I'm just like, Fire out. That is some good ass shit. It's some good ass shit. And it's like the fact that the start of the movie shows like Bruce saving a kid from losing yeah. his parents.
0: Yeah. It's a great example of um like rewatching movies I think is so important. Mm. Um some movies you can get everything that there is to get the first time around, but mm. like when you watch this movie for the second time, mm. that first sequence where Batman saves the family mm. resonates so much more because you understand the context that you are given later on in the movie about why that's so important to him? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and if you're seeing it for the first time, it's like, oh, that's nice. Batman saved a family. Watching it the second time, it has all this other context around yeah. it that makes it resonate mm. even more.
2: I think it's probably my favorite Wayne murder <laughs> of all of because we've seen it like four times. <laughs> yeah, I reckon. Like, I enjoy this this Snyder one. It's because it's just so stylized. It's got like the whole Dark Knight, like Returns it's got the thing. Dark Knight Returns thing. It's mm. got um. Like Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and yeah. I guess the idea was that he was going to play Flashpoint, Batman. Batman, but that yeah. probably isn't happening because Michael Keaton's doing Mike, it instead. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Christian Bauer one's fine. I don't know. I don't even remember the Christian Bauer one. Yeah,
1: it's not that. Like, it's he's, they die.
2: Yeah. Like the one in Joker's in- is kind of a fun little subversion of it a little bit. But yeah. I think this one's my favorite because it's just so, like, it happens quickly. He, like, rips the pearls, the other guy comes through, shoots him. Yeah. And then he looks the kid in the eye, and then they were like, quick, let's go.
0: Releases the safety, and he's ready to shoot yeah. the kid in like, the face. Like, he- he's about
2: to shoot Bruce in the face. Yeah.
0: Which, I don't know if you, I think we've talked about this before. Um, the original, uh, not the original script, but there was a version of the script of Joker mm-hmm. where. After the big climactic thing in the city and he's in the room with the therapist Mm. um, and he's laughing Mm. and what's so funny, he says, oh, you wouldn't get it. We then cut back to Bruce's parents getting murdered and we see young Bruce Wayne getting murdered as well, Mm. which would have been a really fun sort of subversion and, Mm. and which I think would have gone a long way to tying that movie off as its own Mm. singular thing which yeah. obviously now isn't we've got lady gaga playing
2: <laughs> i'm so keen for that it's gonna be a it's musical I, if
0: if nothing else i'm curious yeah. there's something different yeah. Yeah. so um let's talk about uh let, let's do a little I think ranking I one more we got one more thing,
2: thing. i was like uh, was it about what was it uh, I like Bruce Wayne's little glasses. They're really funny. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I'm going to remember it later. Um, I Something know.
1: that I do really enjoy about mm. this movie that is you, you kind of talked about it a bit earlier. I, I love the, the action in it, like all the, the punch-up bits. Mm. They're just so much fun. They
2: like they're really goofy
1: looking mm. because of the neck. Batman just gets
2: shot at the start, yeah, and he just like falls over, and then it's like, oh, the movie's done. Yeah. <laughs> Roll credits. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Actually, there was a moment that I, I I wrote down: guy with swords, goofy as hell. Mm. You remember the guy who just pulls out two swords? Yeah. Yep. It reminded me of yeah. um, uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, That's a guy with the samurai sword, and, and he just gets him. just shoots him. It yeah. reminded me of like it was so over the top. He like sw- swings the swords around. Yeah, for, like. Yeah. Five, six seconds And then comes towards Bat- Towards Batman yeah. It's like Why do you be yeah. like, Who are you showing off to I just
2: love it how, ma- how many I know this might Ruffle some fellas He kills so many people yeah. In this movie It's ridiculous Yeah <laughs> but I guess it's, it's it's fun Yeah <laughs> And the, the Just before we go into The score is yeah. The score's yeah. great The so so score's great yeah. Like and because it's obviously, then like the animated series kind of takes it and runs with it. Mm. in know, they kind of extends on it a bit. I mm. reckon this is my favorite Batman theme. Yeah, with Giacchino's is probably a close second. Yeah, and I know all the Hans Zimmer fans are going to come at. Me,
1: the, the, I think that Hans Zimmer, there's no real definitive there's, there's no, Batman yeah. theme like there is with yeah Giacchino and like it's just and, like the and Zimmer one has hauls. a
0: similar thing though where the Giacchino one has that that two note yeah motif the. Hans Zimmerman has a two-note motif in it as well, um, which is, is is in a lot of begins, shows up mm, right. sparingly in two and three. Mm. Um, I'm not going to bother trying to sing it, but <laughs> if, I can, if I can be bothered, I'll cut it in. Put um, it in now. So if we were to think about how we'd rank live action Batman films how would we do it? Because I think for me hmm. I don't I don't know if I'm going to be able to go through all of them one by one and rank them but oh. I do think maybe top three I think for me Begins and The Batman Yeah are probably my two favourites
2: I've got mine on a uh, letterboxd oh, list Marty's got his I think, lined up and I think, and think mine
1: to go. I, I have thought about this a little bit I think The Batman from 2022 is my favourite Yeah Then I think it's um, The Dark Knight, then Returns. Batman Returns. I think that's mine. Interesting. As in... Like, as in the Batman, and then... Second- oh, sorry,
0: Batman Returns. I was trying to figure out. Yeah, no, yeah. Batman Returns,
1: yeah, is my I thought favorite. You
0: mentioned, like, I thought you meant the Dark Knight Returns. I do I love like, wow. Batman... Actually, I do love Batman Begins, but... I think the reason I love Begins is because it's like a a weird art house movie that got made with like $80 million Yeah, with, yeah. A, with a Batman title. So yeah. it's like, it's got all this weird... Like, it's got horror vibes in it. It does, yeah. Um, but it's this big like huge budget action yeah. movie with Batman in it. Yeah. yeah. Totally. And it does sort of, I do think it sort of leans a little bit too far back into that territory with the big train crash at the end of the yeah. big set piece. But like it's a Batman movie. You got to yeah, have gotta that gotta stuff have in it. Yeah.
2: What about you, money? Okay. Would you like my full list? Yeah, please. I don't want to. <laughs> okay. So like in last, I have Batman and Robin and then I have Batman forever. And then we've got the BVS because, yeah. it, like, it's got some great bits. It's got some...
1: White House scene is probably one of the, the yeah, best Batman I've really liked off. the
2: scene when Bruce is talking to Alfred and he's like, if there's the smallest chance that, like... Because yeah. Batman kind of deals in absolutes, but he also doesn't. i I really, mm. I really yeah, enjoyed that. Yeah, but yeah. there's some bits that are not good. <laughs> then the Dark Knight Rises, which I love, but... You know it's long, and
0: I think it's about twenty minutes too
2: long. It draws out a little bit, yeah. but I still yeah. love. I love it. I, and then, I think
1: it's really good. Yeah, I rewatched
0: it recently. I, I, I so really I. like it. Yeah, I mean, thirteen-year-old John, T saw it three, <laughs> three times
2: in the cinemas. <laughs> and then I got Batman Returns, which I also adore. Yeah, I love that movie. Um, then I got Batman. What am I talking about? And then The Dark Knight, Batman Begins, and then The Batman is my number one.
0: So all three yeah. of us, The Batman. I think yeah, The Batman is it is fucking phenomenal. It, <laughs> it is good, isn't movie. it? I was I've,
1: so I've rewatched it. Oh my god! I've seen it like I think I've seen it three times now. It is incredible. I, I've only seen it once. Um,
0: we went together, didn't we? we did, that yeah. time, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we yeah. saw a pre-screening of it. Um, I've only seen it the once. Um, part of partly is because like sitting down to watch three hours, yeah, it's a yeah, it's yeah, bit rough. A big... Sometimes if it's like nine o'clock and I'm ready to watch a movie, and I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready yeah. to. Like I'm tired. I will rewatch it though because I um, got it just over Wilson's shoulder. Um, in in the old movie collection, but um, I think, yeah, it, I I I was really ready to not like it because I was like, do we need another Batman movie? Mm. And like twenty minutes in, I felt like I was just getting scolded by by the director. She's like, "You idiot, sit down and enjoy it." <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> it's, it's so I'm gonna good. make the best Batman movie yeah. ever. It's gonna. Yeah. feel think, like
2: seven, and it's gonna yeah. be good.
0: I do <laughs> the think first... there are things that I I think I, as a because it is a mo- weirdly similar to Videodrome and and seven, um it is a movie that is about the effects of violence Mm. and for a movie that's about the effects of violence it does stall and sort of balk a couple of times at depicting that violence and I'm not saying that it needs to be like as graphic as something like Seven Mm. but it does feel to me like it still needed that little extra push for it to really
1: if it it was just if it was rated if they went for the MA rating yeah
0: and not because I I, I think Batman needs splatter in it but I think for a movie that's going to interrogate how violence affects individuals and society and it's going to take that subject really seriously because it's yeah. not a fun movie. Like, it's no, it's, no, no, dark, no, no. it's dark and grim, yeah. and that's part of why I yeah, like except it. Except for
2: maybe the thumb drive gag. Oh, funny.
0: there's there's humor in there that's, as well, but that's, that's a, that's thematically yeah. it's so yeah, yeah, yeah. grim and dark. Yeah. And I just think that if there was a little bit more, and and look, I understand because it's a four quarters, like a it's a it, it has to appeal to everyone because mm. it's a Batman movie, so they're not yeah. going to turn it into like a R-rated splatterfest. Yeah. But yeah. I do think that for it to work just a little bit better for me there'd be mm. a little bit more lingering on the just violence mm, you know not yeah. not in a way that is like look at all this violence like mm. but some people have compared it to saw which i think is a really yeah. interesting comparison because there's like some there's some like there's the rat trap which yeah, is yeah, very yeah. Saw esque yeah. i don't there's think that, it needs to go that far but i think there was like just a little element like if you push it a little bit further like the, yeah. thematically it would resonate a little bit more yeah
1: like there's that bit where the dude has like it's like that News scene Where you see it For like a second It's like the most Horrifying thing I've seen in With the Batman. rat trap Yeah but yeah. And it's like Of like the police commissioner Just getting It's like he's like Screaming And yeah, the yeah. Riddler's just like Yelling at him And it's just like Damn They went there
0: Yeah, Paul
2: Paul Dano
1: Yeah
0: He's great he's Have you guys
1: seen f- There Will Be Blood
0: I haven't oh, You'll have to come yeah. back And watch it And we'll, yeah. we'll talk about it On the, on the show Because that movie slaps Yeah It's, it's great. so good Yeah He's Yeah So I think we're in agreement then Yeah the Batman. The Batman is the, Batman. the best. Um, uh, cool. So, are there any other final comments on Batman 1989 before we move on to the time machine? We'll have a look at 1989 as a whole.
2: I like it, and I like the sequel, and I don't like the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> I love... Oh, I love Knox. I think he's a really interesting side character. The reporter. Yeah, that's a good call. He's, I don't know. He's like... I feel like Knox is what I would be like if I was in that world. Just like what is going on and just being so brazen about the fact that he's going to find out like he's at a fundraiser night and he's like, tell me what, you know, to like Gordon and Dent. Oh, how good's Billy Dee in this? Fantastic.
0: Yeah. Billy Dee Williams. I totally forgot he was in this because I think when I thought of Harvey Dent in these movies, I was thinking, um, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Then Billy Dee Williams showed up and I was like, oh, I totally forgot you was in this movie. It's always good to see him. He's, uh, I thought it was funny him in um, the Rise of Skywalker. You can smell the Danko rub coming uh, out of the screen.
2: And then <laughs> when he's, he's just like so old and confused, and that that girl's probably his daughter, but then he's going to go root her in the ship. Oh, disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> we we could probably cut that out.
1: <laughs> That's dated.
2: Um, yeah, I think like Knox and Vale. They're just a really cool kind of like it like the like a buddy cop side story of yeah. them trying to figure out who Batman is. And Batman is almost like necked and killed by the Joker's goons, but they get distracted by Vicky Val's flash on her camera. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, there's re- just some really fun that. But like, I feel like it earns things like that in it's ways. It's not that, real life. It's no, so stylized yeah. that stuff
0: like that can happen.
2: Because stuff like that, like I just watch Black Adam, and there are things like that that happen in Black Adam, and I'm like. Like you haven't earned this. Like it's like it's fine. I enjoyed bits. The post credit scene was cool, but like it didn't earn things like that. But I really think because of the like incredible world that this movie makes, it kind of like things like the reason Bruce Wayne doesn't get like outed as Batman is because Vicky vows flashes onto. Like I think they really earn things like that. Oh, that's
0: right. Because they're about to take his mask. They're about off. to take his mask, yeah. and
2: well, like they do take his mask off, but they turn around to see the thing, and then like he, like you see him pull it back on. Yeah. And then the eye makeup is hilarious.
1: Yeah. In In the Batman 2022, don't they try to take his mask off, but they get electrocuted? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know. I just remember that. And I love that he keeps the eyeliner on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, but just had that quick sure. thought about taking his mask Actually, off.
0: Actually, this just came to mind. I saw this came across my feed today. Batman news, fresh off the press, is that Ben Affleck has signed a three-movie deal with Warner Brothers. Damn. Which they, well, mm. I would assume... Um, would well, be
2: because Henry Cavill's back, so. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I would assume that would probably be another Justice League movie. Oh I my suspect God.
2: I yeah,
0: <laughs> and at least one solo Batman movie. Yeah. But
1: that doesn't make any sense because they've got Robert Pattinson. It's yeah, a different, well, like, world.
0: different universe. This is the. Are I I'm excited a... for a Batman movie every six
2: months for the next five years, Wilson? <laughs> <laughs> Get ready. Sorry, like sorry, sorry. I thought my you bad. liked
0: Batman.
1: <laughs>
2: my bad. I actually love Batfleck. I know not everyone does. I think he's great. <laughs>
0: Look, it's I, fine. I, I, I don't love any of those mm, Snyder vs
2: D C Jared Leto can get in the fucking bin. <laughs> <Sorry>.
0: <laughs> but look, I, I do think Ben Affleck in
1: did you see the photo that... I think his name's David Ayer released for the original... Have you seen this? No, I haven't. It's the worst thing. I've Search heard, it heard up. some of it's the like bits the, from that script oh my where God. people like... It's uh, a photo of, the, well, they, of what the original... they Like like a pre viz makeup they did on Jared Leto. And it is, it is quite possibly the worst makeup I've ever seen yes, in my life. <laughs> look at it. Like, people like released
2: the Ayer card. But like I saw bits of the script and I'm like... Look, this like that first... The Suicide Squad movie stinks, but the thing that we didn't get was worse. Yeah, oh yeah, right. and I'm unfortunately we had to get a Suicide Squad for us to get the Suicide Squad, which is amazing, pretty but, decent. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I think it's it's probably no surprise that I'm not crazy about any of these movies, mm. but I think Ben Affleck in Oh Good <laughs> <world>. Wilson Wilson <laughs> <laughs> ju- Wilson just showed me the makeup. So help me. <laughs> yeah, sharp, that, that's pretty face. awful. It's just like they've like a. You, the fall, you fall asleep and, you, and your six-year-old's yeah. taken a Sharpie to your face. <laughs> I do think Ben Affleck in Batman vs Superman was at the very least interesting. <laughs> um, and his his action sequences were not bad and actually had a bit of weight to them. The, just the unfortunate thing is by the time you get to Justice League, and I do think the Snyder Cut is like four, five, six times better than mm. the... Uh, Piece of ass that came out in the He just needed a hug, man. But um, <laughs> it's just a, a shame that like in that movie, it's just gods fighting gods, and Batman's driving mm. around in the background, going like, yeah. "Guys,
2: let me help." Like yeah. he
0: he just does nothing in yeah. that movie, which is a real shame.
2: And like he does a bit more in the Snyder Cut than he does in. And he does a little bit like,
0: more, but, but even so, yeah, he's just they, like a dude driving around. Yeah,
1: and they have like a kind of cool reference to the Dark Knight
2: Returns and the background at one point. Yeah. Bit. Oh, th- there was one last thing I was going to say about this, is I like that the Joker's origin is a bit like the killing joke. Yes. Yeah. That he's trying to steal something, he gets like set up and then he falls in a vat of chemicals. <laughs> very goofy. Yeah. But it
0: works in this one. Like, it if though, if that were to happen in <laughs> The Dark Knight... Yeah, yeah, it yeah, just
2: totally it, not, yeah, just yeah, it's totally like it works work. in The Dark Knight that he paints his face white and it works in this that his face is white and he has to paint it back <laughs> in the skin tone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which
0: is very funny. That's, that's some pretty terrible makeup. Yeah. Um, Alright, so let's have a look at, before we finish, uh, 1989. The world, of, at. the world of cinema. And a great Taylor Swift record. It is a good Taylor Swift record. Um, we can talk about Midnight's another time, but I, I've, I've thoughts. <laughs> it's, um, it's one of those weird a, movies there's where a- there's like three or four really big ones. Mm. But for a lot of the, the highest grossing movies, there's lots of movies that seem to have sort of slipped away into... So like Best Picture in the 1990 Academy Awards movies in 1999, mm. Driving Miss Daisy...
1: Never heard of it. Never
0: exactly. Of <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but like the the top five grossing movies were Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. Great movie. The, uh, this one, Batman, mm. Back to the Future Part Two. Oh, yeah. Uh, a movie called Look Who's Talking, which is a John Travolta comedy. Wow,
1: never I heard of it
0: either. I, I I had a look at it and it has a five point six oh. rating on IMDb, so oh. I'm probably going to give it a miss. And Dead Poet Society. That was One of the, that the, was top the five fifth highest grossing
1: mm. worldwide box office. Wow. I was I was just looking at some. There's Ghostbusters 2. Ghostbusters 2, that's right. Um, which is, like, I think the best line... I,
0: I was saying this to Marty yesterday. The mm. best line in all the Ghostbusters movies is when they all do, like, the hero shot. They step towards the camera and Bill Murray looks to either side and says, suck in the guts, boys, with the Ghostbusters.
1: <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so funny. And there's also a Weekend at Bernie's.
0: Yes. Now, I've got a list Great here. movie um so i mean dead poet society we were talking about robin williams Uh, i one of the most formative movies for me dead Poet society just such a good movie um there are three movies which i don't know if you guys have seen them more likely that wilson has than marty because i know you're not a huge horror guy no um society
2: Mm. we live in a society
0: (laughs) tetsuo the iron man and the cook, the thief, his wife, and his lover—three are three movies that came out in this year—and they are three of the wildest movies. Did the Iron Man come out see. in that in that year? Tetsuo, the Iron Man. Wow, yeah, I yeah. did not know that. Have you seen Tetsuo? I,
1: no, I haven't seen. It. I've just heard about it, and I know that that is a crazy movie. I've it's, seen like clips of it, and it's unreal. <laughs> it's insane. Like yeah. it's genuinely insane. It's a yeah. black and white Japanese
0: movie, mm. um, and it's 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 this body horror experience where a guy is. Like, look, put it this way. There's a scene where a guy kills his girlfriend with his penis that has turned into a, like a drill, drill, like a a power
1: tool. Yeah. It is wild.
2: The power tool strikes again.
1: And another one that came out is Bride of the Reanimator. Yes, <laughs> which I have seen. <laughs> I,
0: yeah, I've got the um, I've got the Reanimated like the first yeah. three on on Blu-ray. That's so the funny. The first
1: one is so it's actually like, actually good. Yeah, I like yeah, the first one.
0: I have a soft spot for two and three though. Two and they're, three are so funny. <laughs> they're so campy. Like the, I think it's like the difference between look. The first one is genuinely upsetting. Oh, yeah, it's and awful. It, it's like it's a horror, it's, it's, as a horror it's, film. Yeah. As a horror film, it's really isn't af- it based off Lovecraft. Yeah, it's a Lovecraft yeah, story. Yeah. And then two and three take that and I don't know if they're also adapted from Lovecraft material. Mm. I'd have to look that up. But the comedy elements that are there yeah. in the first one, <laughs> yeah. two and three, it goes <laughs> to another level. It's, it's very funny. Um, and Cook the Thief, His Wife and His Lover is a favourite of mine. I need That to watch is that. really upsetting as well. It's got um, Michael Gambon, Helen Mirren. Um, it's a, without giving away spoilers, it's a cannibal movie. Um, so if you get... I, if you're looking for a good cannibal movie I would recommend Cook, Thief, His Wife and His Lover I don't know if I want to
1: watch that I'm not going to lie to you I have borrowed <laughs> it from John C <laughs> That's right I actually, yeah I went, I went to
0: go see if I'd I, like, pick it off the shelf And it wasn't there I was like, oh, where uh, Oh, that's right I lent it to Wilson <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen it yet or not? No, I haven't oh, watched okay. it Okay, well, you got that to look forward yeah, um, to whew, uh, It was about cannibals <laughs> When Harry Met Sally came yeah. Out that year, yeah, yeah, I was about to say that, yeah Which I think is fantastic mm. have you guys seen that one?
2: No Oh, I, I know it's... I should Because I love Rob As a, I,
0: I think it is one of the Iconic Rom-coms mm-hmm. Like when I think of uh, Like great rom-coms I think of Annie
1: Hall
2: mm-hmm. And I
0: think of When Harry Met Sally uh,
1: I think of 500 Days of Summer That is a banger that's as a well 500
2: name. Days of Summer The Edge of 17 And The Proposal Top 3 rom-coms fire. Wow a,
0: That is a <laughs> That is a huge take <laughs> That is a Hot take if I've ever heard one um, I don't know if we want to talk about this because we could go down a rabbit hole. But The Little Mermaid came out in 1989. Really? Yeah.
2: Mm, um, there you go. Great film, and I'm keen for the new one. I haven't and seen. We'll leave it at that. The I Little think. Mermaid,
1: the original one, in so long. Yeah,
2: but if you're offended, but no, sorry, I don't want to go.
1: Dead Poet Society is the <laughs> yeah. fifth most that's, that's financially weird.
0: successful movie that year worldwide,
2: and like a more so than The Little Mermaid.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, mm, I, I feel like The Little that's Mermaid true, was probably was it 89. Maybe it just didn't come out at the right time because oh, I yeah, know okay. there, there are periods where those hand-drawn Disney movies are just right. like go gangbusters. Like Lion, Lion, Lion King's Lion. ninety-four, um, and then you sort of that's when you start to transition into Disney uh, Pixar yeah, starts yeah, to Pixar pick and up and, and and Toy stuff. Story in ninety-five. Um, yeah, super interesting, but like there's not many huge big movies other than you got Indiana Jones, Batman, and Back to the Future. They're probably the three big blockbusters. Mm. Um,
2: it's yeah. a pretty good year for blockbusters. Yeah. What's Wilson going to say? Um,
1: I won't say it. It'll just cause too much discussion. <laughs> <Okay>. are, <laughs> are you going to say
2: that Back to the Future
1: 2 is bad? Yep.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> we are in disagreement. <laughs> now, let's, let's crack it
1: open. What, what, <laughs> what don't you like about Back to oh the Future 2? Oh, my two? God. It's just frustrating. It's yeah. like, oh, I, like that magazine shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> It it the just it's, it's yeah it's just too long. I don't, I don't know. just I
0: don't can know. I can I make a confession? Yeah, I don't think I've ever actually seen Back to the Future too.
1: Fuck off. <laughs> I I I think the first one is so much better. It, it it's just more. Oh, of I the, think the first it, it's more one is of better. the same, but I just don't enjoy it.
0: Damn. I've seen the first one probably four or five times. Yeah, it's great. It's great. I don't think I've ever actually watched the second the, one. All I've, way I've never it. seen Damn.
1: the third one because I was I was so disappointed with the second one.
2: I just didn't like it. I am hurt. (laughs) 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 I just feel like because I got the same name as the lead, I kind of (laughs) have some form of attachment. (laughs) Yeah, true.
0: True. Um, Actually, the other one I wanted to mention, uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yes. Came out in 89. And uh, Kiki's Delivery Service, which is an underrated studio Ghibli. I think it was his fourth movie that he directed for Ghibli. Yeah. Super underrated. If you mm. love Ghibli and you haven't seen Kiki's Delivery Service, get on it. It's 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 one of the good ones. Mm. Um, let's wrap it up. It's been great. Mm. It's where been can great. people find you on the internet,
2: Marty? Um, you go first? I have an Instagram, a marty underscore cornford, where I share some opinions on things, but not really. Um, and You're on Letterboxd? I'm on Letterboxd, yes. And my thing is... We'll link it down below yeah, we'll as link well. It down below. But, um, yeah, go. and then if you look on Instagram, like Goonshine. That's true. Yes,
0: we were going to talk about this right at the end. Oh yeah. What mm. about you, Wilson? Where can people find? What's your letterbox?
1: Really? Oh, my letterbox is Wilson Draden Seventeen, and if you want to find it, the photo is of um, Donkey from <laughs> Trek just staring. <laughs>
0: Um, if you're not yeah. sure if it's the right one, if you're looking <laughs> you look into the beautiful eyes of Donkey, <laughs> yeah. that's the one.
1: Yeah. Um, other than that, I don't really post much on social media, besides hopefully the emerging Goonshine presence.
0: So um, let's talk about Goonshine for a sec, because the yeah. reason, well, not the only reason, but I, I wanted to have you both on at the same time, and it worked out quite fortuitously that that ended up happening today. Tell me about Goonshine. What is Goonshine, gentlemen?
2: Alright, um, so... <laughs> I feel like we should explain the name. So, it's called Goonshine because my favourite movie is The Goonies and Wilson... And one of my favourite movies is The Shining. And our friend Will was like, why don't you call it Goonshine? Um, <laughs> G'day, Will. Hi, Will. And then uh, we have recorded two episodes, but they both sounded like ass. <laughs> yeah. So, we're having a soft reboot or a, or a requel, a if recall. you will. <laughs> um, or a le- a legacy sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, That's what we call it these days. Um, yeah. It's basically us trying to be the weekly planet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, the, the, aim, the aim of it was to get Mason and James on the
2: podcast. <laughs> and then it was also so we could get tax-deductible comic books. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, But, um, yeah, and also we both really love comic books and comic yeah. book movies and mm-hmm. movies and TV shows and things like that and mm-hmm. we wanted to be able to talk about them. And when the two of us are together... <laughs> Sometimes it's a bit silly, and I think that goofy. could be fun. Yeah.
0: One day we'll release to the world our... Um, <laughs> we, we, we put together a pitch for a Thunderbirds live-action remake that may well be lost to time. We'll, mm. we'll see. But Depends, the, when our careers yeah. have been going long enough that it's okay if we get cancelled, that's been my release. I have
2: <laughs> to say, though, I'm proud of the story of what that film could be. Until
0: we got into the casting. yeah. No, into yeah, the yeah, casting.
1: You put like proper thought into it. I, and then Jon like... and, then John and I just fucked it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Why don't we put all the worst people in Hollywood in one movie? <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, we will, uh, on this show, I'll let you know whenever Goonshine launches. Mm. Um, it- it'll be soon. It'll be Fingers soon. Crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, yeah, so keep an eye out for that um, if you're interested. Because that's... The vibe I'm getting from you guys—it's more of like a pop culture, mm. comic book, movie, just
2: chatting. Yeah, and there might be some characters. There might be some recurring segments. Um, absolutely, no one near as serious as the, yeah the Blue Rose. The blue- <laughs> uh, like we're not going to be doing like a hey that's what episodes like dive. this are for. They're not yeah. going to be a, like a deep dive on the Shining. No, but we might do episodes on movies that. I like this one but we'll be talking about how Danny DeVito says mm, just the pussy I was looking for which <laughs> is one of the great
0: turns. great lines in cinema history <sighs> many yeah. bites off someone's nose
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's Daniel, where you can find us Daniel DeVito yeah just awesome just goonshine on Instagram yeah um, sounds good I'll link yeah. it below as
0: well uh, thanks for joining me boys
2: you're welcome you're boy. you're
1: welcome boy
0: uh, we'll, hopefully we'll do another one all three of us again yeah. it's been fun I would love to uh, I don't know what all of these are coming out in, but we'll see you next week for more bullshit about movies. I'm Junty, yeah. and we've had Wilson and Marty from Goonshine on the podcast. Hell yeah, hell yeah! Signing off. See you next time. Bye. See fools. Thanks for listening to the Blue Rose Film Podcast. You can support this podcast by leaving a five-star review, or even better, just sharing it with a friend. You can get in touch by emailing us at bluerose.filmreview at gmail.com or you can find us on socials and get in touch there. Don't forget to check out the blog where you can read more pieces by myself about great films and continue the conversation. Big thanks to Marty and Wilson for joining me this week and thank you to ACAST for hosting this podcast. I'll see you next time, but until then, don't forget, it is always a good idea to show your friend a film that you think that they may not like. In fact, that's a reason that you should show it to them, especially if it was directed by Pasolini. Take care.